Welcome to Crowdfunding for Podcasters. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the school of podcasting.com. No product, no sponsors, no problem. This show talks about how to put the crowd in crowdfunding, and we spotlight the best tools and the best strategies to launch your own crowdfunding campaign. Welcome to Crowdfunding for Podcasters. All right, today we're going to look at some of the top sites for crowdfunding, and this is where things get a little weird. Because some of these crowdfunding is meant to have people give you money to get something off the ground, and maybe that's a good idea. Maybe if you're starting a podcast, this might actually prove is anybody interested in listening to your stuff? And one of the biggest ones is Kickstarter. It's known for helping tech and creative entrepreneurs fund their projects before getting a loan or raising money for venture capital. And the company has raised over $4 billion with more than 155,000 projects funded since its inception in 2009. And potential funders can browse a number of verticals from arts and film to publishing. It's also easy to use on the fundraising side. You basically begin by setting your goal and then a time period to complete it. But FYI, before your campaign can launch, you'll have to be approved by Kickstarter. For each level of money raised per individual, you set a small gift or personal experience for your donors. So it's a little bit like Patreon in that aspect. It's an all or nothing platform, though, which means that if you don't get your funds, uh, you get nothing. It also means that the funder's credit card won't be charged unless you meet your goal. The fee is 5% on top of processing payments. So that's usually like three to 5%. Also, if you raise enough money, there's a 14 day waiting period for your funds. So you have to do some planning here. Indiegogo, very popular as well. Again, kind of tech innovations, creative works and community project. And Indiegogo works similarly to Kickstarter, except it doesn't have an exclusively all or nothing fundraising model. Users choose between two options. You have fixed and flexible funding. Fixed is best for fundraisers where your project needs a certain amount of money, while flexible is good for campaigns where you'll benefit from any kind of funding. With flexible funding, you will get your funds whether or not you meet your goal. With fixed funding, all funds are returned to your donors if you do not meet your campaign goal. However, there are no fixed funding fees for campaigners who do not meet their goal as opposed to 5% for flexible funds and fixed funds that do not meet their goals. There's also a processing fee of 3% and 30 cents per transaction. The minimum goal for either type of fundraiser is $500. Here's a new one that I had not heard of. It's called Causes. Causes is the world's largest online campaigning platform focused on social, political, and cultural issues. It brands itself as a social network for people who want to make a difference faster and more effectively. It boasts 186 million users in 156 different countries. The site is great for nonprofits that want to build a donor community without spending too much money and resources on networking. As it does run ads, Causes is free of charge for users. On your crowdfunding page, you can collect donations and pledges, raise awareness, and share relevant media to potential donors. In addition to fundraising, 
Causes is a social networking platform that allows you to find people with common interests as you look through categories such as animals, human rights, and the environment. It also provides a platform for creating petitions for advocacy. It's not exclusive to registered nonprofits. Individuals can also access and raise money on the platform for programs and ideas that they care about. So if that's kind of your show, you might want to check out Causes. Next up, GoFundMe. You've probably seen a handful of GoFundMe fundraisers on social media at one point or another for a lot of times it's for emergencies or charitable causes, but businesses can use it as well. The crowdfunding site collects 2.9% processing fee and 30 cents for every donation. Sounds very much. Uh, You'll see that a lot. And as it's not an all or nothing fundraising site, you can keep everything you raise. This is why it's really popular for some people. Plus, There are zero personal campaign funding fees for those based in the United States. GoFundMe has had many successful campaigns, including the Las Vegas Victims Fund, which raised $11.8 million, and the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund, that was $22 million. The site is a good option if your fundraiser goes towards a service-based cause, such as medical needs or emergency relief. There are a few caveats, though, however. Uh, conventional startups may not raise as much capital on GoFundMe, and it's important to be mindful that only one in 10 campaigns ever get fully funded on the site. Now let's get into some of the ongoing crowdfunding tools that you may see out there. And I'll have links to all of these out at crowdfundingforpodcasters.com. Next up, you've probably heard of this one, and that is Patreon. Patreon is different than all the other ones I just mentioned, because Patreon is ongoing crowdfunding. In a nutshell, it's a membership site, and they have three different versions. There's Lite, which is for people who just basically are going to use them as a payment processor. That's 5% of the money that comes in, goes to Patreon. Then there is their Pro account. That is 8% of the monthly income you earn goes to Patreon plus payment processing, and that's for people that want to have different tiers. And so if you're at the level, you get my thanks. At the $10 level, you get uh, a shout out. If you get $20, you get your name on the website and a link, blah, 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 blah. Then there's the premium. This is for people who are just crushing it. 12% of the money goes to Patreon and they basically are expecting you to have thousands of people and there's team parts of it and things like that. The processing fees are basically 2.9% plus 30% for each transaction. Those are basically for payments over $3. The micropayment is 5% of the transaction plus a 10 cent uh, processing fee. Those are for payments less than $3. And what I see a lot on Patreon, and we're going to be talking about that a lot in the future, is that the whole start with a dollar, realize a huge chunk of that money is going to get chewed up with processing fees. And anybody that would pay you a dollar would probably pay you two. So I would start at least at two. And in reality, I'm like, let's just start with five. What can you buy on the internet for five bucks that has any kind of value? So we'll have links to these again at crowdfundingforpodcasters.com. Next up is glow.fm. And this one has an option. If you just want to use them as a way to take payments If you just want listener support, it's absolutely free. But again, you're going to be paying those credit card processing fees, which of course are 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction, which is pretty much standard. Now, what if you want to have exclusive content? You can basically, it comes, 
What if you want to have a. Now, if you want to offer exclusive content like you can with something like Patreon, it's 55 cents per listener per month. Now, at first, that sounds super cheap and you get some great things. You get a custom glow page. You get one tap listener payment. Of course, that's on the free version as well. But now you have a private feed distribution and feed privacy monitoring. So you're basically making sure nobody's stealing your stuff. And so I did the math on this and 55 cents doesn't sound that much. But if you compare this to Patreon, you actually get more money from Patreon. Anything under uh, $12 Patreon, you end up getting a little more from Patreon even though they're taking 8% because it turns out that 55 cents, if you're only getting five bucks is 10%. So when you get above $12, 13 and above glow.fm will actually uh, end up making you more money. The thing I like about glow.fm is you basically send people to the page, they subscribe and then they get to subscribe to your show. If you're using the exclusive content to your private feed and they can use whatever app they're using. It's not a case where Patreon, they've got to go to the Patreon app if you're uploading audio to that. So glow.fm has an interesting business plan and it's super easy to use. Another one that has really been coming on strong here towards the end, buymeacoffee.com. And their key is making it a delightful experience for the end user. And they charge a 5% transaction fee. They say, basically, if somebody earns $50, you get $47.50. And of course, as always, that does not include the processing fees, which are, again, the 2.9%. They are a partner with PayPal and Stripe, so you can basically get money in any fashion that you want. And I will say, I started playing with this. You can offer extra things like Zoom tickets, eBooks. You know, you can sell bonus stuff. And it's not quite as similar as like glow.fm where you get a private feed. But again, it's a little more like Patreon, just a better rate where Patreon is taking 8%. These folks are taking 5% and they do have a really interesting, easy to use interface. The next one I swear is somehow ripping off buy me a coffee. It's called Ko-Fi, I guess, or Ko-Fi. KO-FI, and they have, again, a free plan where people can contribute. You have to pay for processing fees, but they have another version where you can do, for lack of a better phrase, the Patreon thing and reward people for certain levels of payment. And their payment uh, setup is different in that they don't take a percentage. They You pay $6 for as many, I think they call them commissions, as you want. So I did the math on this and compared them to, well, let's go Patreon here. If you're making more than $75 on Patreon, this would actually make sense because at $75 on Patreon, you're paying $6. So if you said, hey, uh, I'm now making $80, you know, on Patreon, you're paying $6.40 on Ko-Fi, you'd be basically paying six. So, but if you look at Ko-Fi and then go right to buy me a coffee, it's like the same website, same kind of setup. I swear it's like the Ko-Fi people going, let's try a different business plan and do a flat fee and see which one works better. I'll have links to all this stuff out at crowdfundingforpodcasting.com. 
But we need to remember something here. Crowdfunding starts with the word crowd. In the last episode, we talked about the winning formula of mixing emotions and things of this nature to create content that you can't get anyplace else to attract a crowd. In two weeks, I'll be back talking about a particular podcast that is making six figures every single month and how they do that. 